Peter, words and mercy. Thank you very much for coming. Uh, we may not get through all of the material on the handout because we need to end in time for them to start setting up for the evening service. But if we don't get through it all, that just means you're more encouraged to go and buy the book. <laughs> I'm kind of assuming that you know who C.S. Lewis is. Uh, I'm getting some nods from the audience, so that's good. I'm also um, going to pretty much assume that you know something about the new atheism. It's a name that a group of atheist writers were given by an article in Wired magazine. And the author of that article said that the new atheists condemn not just belief in God, but respect for belief in God. That religion, in their view, is not only an intellectual mistake, but that religion is inherently evil. Bad for the individual and bad for society. Now, when C.S. Lewis was a professor at Oxford University, from the 1930s until the 1950s, he was colleagues with various well-known atheist professors. Uh, people like A.J. Eyre and Gilbert Ryle. Gilbert Ryle. Gilbert Ryle. Gilbert Ryle, yeah. Um, who supervised the, the doctoral work of many of today's new atheists. So these new atheists are only one intellectual generation removed from C.S. Lewis. And it's interesting to me to look at the views that Lewis held when he was an atheist. The reasons Lewis changed his mind about that and became a Christian. And to see what today's new atheists would have to say about those topics. And I think when you look at those topics, uh, basically Lewis ends up winning hands down. <laughs> In particular, uh, Lewis would point to a number of self-contradictions within the, the position that the new atheists advance. And in philosophy, things don't get worse than having a self-contradictory viewpoint. Let's uh, begin by looking at how the new atheists misunderstand the nature of faith. And mistakenly contrast it with a self contradictory view of knowledge. Then 
the new atheists typically adopt a view of knowledge that's called scientism. Not to be confused with science. Scientism is a philosophical position about knowledge. A position that says we can only know things through empirical or scientific methods. Lewis passes some interesting comments upon such a viewpoint. And I will uh, try and get Jogos to uh, read out these quotations uh, for you. Give me one second. Okay. Yeah, it's not in the hand, though. Oh, well. Ah, here it goes. It's very important to see that the epistemological skepticism μας φέρνει σε επαφή με την πραγματικότητα, ενώ η ηθική ή η μεταφυσική σκέψη δεν το κάνει. Επάνω σε αυτή την άποψη, όταν λέμε ότι το, α, το σύμπαν είναι ένα συνεχές, ένα χωροχρονικό συνεχές, αυτό που ε, λέμε κάτι όταν το υποστηρίζουμε αυτό για την πραγματικότητα, ενώ αν πούμε ότι οι άνθρωποι οφείλουν να έχουν ένα living wage, earn a decent living. Right να έχουν μια ευπρεπή ζωή, τότε το μόνο που κάνουμε είναι να περιγράφουμε τα, τα συναισθήματά μας, την υποκειμενική μας θέση. Και κάτι δεύτερο που λέω στις Λουίς πάνω στην επιστημονιστική θέση είναι ότι ο κόσμος των δεδομένων, των γεγονότων, χωρίς το παραμικρό ίχνος αξίας και ο κόσμος των συναισθημάτων, χωρίς το παραμικρό ίχνος αλήθειας ή ψεύδους, δικαιοσύνης ή αδικίας, ε, αλληλοανερούνται και δεν υπάρχει καμία πιθανότητα γεφύρωσης του χάσματος. So this scientific understanding of knowledge αυτή η επιστημονιστική κατανόηση της πίστης immediately uh, tears apart facts and values. Αυτό που κάνει αυτόματα είναι να, να σπάει τη γέφυρα μεταξύ των γεγονότων και των αξιών. But One might very well think that there are facts about values. And indeed that facts are valuable things. Uh, some new atheists are sensitive about being criticized for scientism. So, um, Victor Stenger here says critics accuse new atheists of scientism, but we can't quote any new atheists actually endorsing that position. Νέοι αθεϊστές κατηγορούνται για επιστημονισμό. Παρόλα αυτά, μέσα στις απόψεις τους δεν μπορούμε να διακρίνουμε μια τέτοια τοποθέτηση. He's saying, I'm not guilty of scientism. Αυτό μας λένε ότι δεν είμαι ένοχος επιστημονισμού. But what would you think about an author who put forward the following views? Και θα ήταν η απόψη σας όμως αν κάποιος συγγραφέας παρουσίασε τις εξής απόψεις. This also says that science doesn't require, doesn't use any metaphysics, any philosophy. That science means belief in the presence of supportive evidence. Whereas faith means belief without supportive evidence. Ενώ αντίθετα, η πίστη είναι πεποίθηση, απουσία ενδείξεων. So he's saying rational belief 
means having evidence, empirical evidence. Αυτό μας ουσιαστικά ότι μια λογική πεποίθηση παράγεται μόνο παρουσία ενδείξεων. And has nothing to do with philosophy. Και δεν έχει καμία μα καμία σχέση με τη φιλοσοφία. Seems to me that that is clearly a, a scientific view of knowledge being advanced. Μου φαίνεται λοιπόν ότι αυτή ακριβώς η θέση είναι ακριβώς αυτό που περιγράφουμε, δηλαδή μια επιστημονιστική τοποθέτηση. The interesting thing is that all of those quotations are from Victor Stenger. Το το παράδοξο είναι ότι όλες οι προηγούμενες προτάσεις προέρχονται από τον Victor Stenger. Or here's another new atheist writer, Peter Atkins. And he says the scientific method is the only means of discovering the nature of reality. Or Richard Dawkins, perhaps the most famous atheist in Britain. For him, all beliefs fall into one of two categories. On the one hand, you have proper evidence-based belief. And on the other hand, you have blind faith. Uh, well, I, I disagree heartily, and I think Lewis would as well. Uh, Lewis gave, I think, a very good, uh, very biblical definition of faith. Uh, when he defined it as the art of holding on to things you've been convinced of rationally in spite of your changing moods. So for Lewis it's not faith or reason. It's a reasonable faith versus various temptations not to trust. And that's what the words in the Bible that we translate as faith uh, really mean. They mean to be convinced, to believe, to trust. Αυτό το οποίο ουσιαστικά μας το νόημά τους είναι ότι έχουμε πεποίθηση και πιστευόμαστε. Faith is not defined by the Bible as automatically blind. Η διαδίκτυση δεν μεταφράζει, δεν ερμηνεύει την πίστη σαν μια τυφλή κατάσταση, μια τυφλή διαδικασία. Think Lewis would also say that the new atheists like Dawkins have, have far too narrow an understanding of what it is to, to know things. For example, take the, the scientific definition of what it is to have a rational belief. Ας δούμε για παράδειγμα την, α, τον επιστημονιστικό ορισμό του τι σημαίνει το να έχω μια λογική άποψη, μια λογική πεποίθηση. Uh, the idea is that a rational belief means a belief based on evidence. Μια λογική πεποίθηση για τον επιστημονισμό είναι μια πεποίθηση η οποία βασίζεται σε ενδείξεις. But is that definition of rational belief Something that's based on evidence. Αλλά ένας ένας ορισμός μιας λογικής πεποίθησης βασίζεται άραγες ενδείξεις. What what scientific experiment do you do to prove that scientism is the right understanding of knowledge? Υπάρχει άραγε ένα πείραμα το οποίο μπορώ να να σχεδιάσω το οποίο να αποδεικνύει ότι ο σωστός ορισμός της γνώσης 
είναι αυτός που παρουσιάζει ο επιστημονισμός. Obviously, it can't be done. So, scientism as a philosophical definition of knowledge that tries to exclude philosophy is automatically self-contradictory. Έτσι λοιπόν ο επιστημονισμός σαν κάτι που ορίζει τη γνώση βγάζοντας έξω τη φιλοσοφία καταλήγει, είναι μια αυτοανερούμενη αντίληψη καταλήγησης αντιφάσεις. It's also very obviously open to clear counterexamples. Και προφανώς είναι ανοιχτός στο να δεχτεί πάρα πολλά αντιπαραδείγματα. It seems that there are all sorts of things that we that we know that we believe rationally that we don't know because of evidence. Υπάρχει μια πληθώρα πραγμάτων τα οποία πιστεύουμε και δεχόμαστε λογικά χωρίς παρόλα αυτά να υποστηρίζονται από ενδείξεις. For example, moral knowledge. Για παράδειγμα, η ηθική γνώση. Science will do a good job of telling me how much poison. Do I need to put in someone's tea in order to murder them? <laughs> But science can't tell me whether or not murder is a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> And yet I think it's clear we know that murder is a bad thing. I think it's clear we know that rainbows are beautiful. I think it's clear we know that the basic rules of logic are reliable and necessary to good thinking. Knowing the rules of logic is something you have to do in order to do science. Η γνώση των νόμων της λογικής είναι κάτι το οποίο πρέπει να κατέχουμε ώστε να έχουμε να μπορούμε να κάνουμε καλή επιστήμη. But you you can't know about logical laws through science. Αλλά η επιστήμη δεν είναι ο δρόμος ο οποίος θα μας οδηγήσει στη γνώση των νόμων των κανονισμών της λογικής. Louis put it this way. Ο Louis το έθεσε με τον εξής τρόπο. Δεν μπορείς να παράγεις λογική διέστηση με επιχειρήματα, επειδή το επιχείρημα βασίζεται πάνω στη λογική διέστηση. Η απόδειξη στηρίζεται πάνω στο μη αποδείξιμο, το οποίο πρέπει να γίνει με κάποιον τρόπο ορατό. So, even as an atheist himself, ακόμα και όταν ο ίδιος ήταν άθεος, Lewis had a broader and more rational understanding of knowledge than the new atheists do. Ο Λούις είχε μια ευρύτερη και πιο λογική άποψη απεριπίστης σε σχέση με τους νέους αθεϊστές. And this better understanding of, of rationality meant that Lewis, the atheist, had to take philosophical arguments for God seriously. Και αυτή η καλύτερη κατανόηση που είχε περιλογικής είναι που τον οδήγησε στο να παραδεχθεί ότι τα φιλοσοφικά επιχειρήματα περί Θεού έπρεπε να τα πάρει πολύ σοβαρά. And really, the new atheists simply don't take that philosophical debate about the existence of God seriously. Και αυτό το οποίο οι νέοι αθεϊστές κάνουν είναι ότι δεν παίρνουν πολύ στα σοβαρά αυτή τη φιλοσοφική διαμάχη όσον αφορά την υπάρξη του Θεού. They spend very little time in their books actually wrestling with serious philosophical discussion about God. Because of their narrow understanding of knowledge, they simply tend to say, well, you can't know God Through science, you can't know God through science. Therefore, you can't know God. Therefore, you can't know God. 
the new atheists also have a self-contradictory understanding of, of free will and responsibility. Ακόμα κάτι για το οποίο η άποψη των νέων αθεστών είναι αυτοανερούμενη είναι όσον αφορά την ελεύθερη θέληση και την ευθύνη. And this includes our intellectual responsibilities. Συμπεριλαμβανομένης της διανοητικής μας ευθύνης. C.S. Lewis very clearly believed in free will. Προφανώς ο C.S. Lewis πίστευε στην ελεύθερη θέληση. And he drew a, a distinction between the laws of nature and the moral law. Uh, the laws of nature describe how things do behave. The moral law describes how people should behave. But we don't always behave in the way that the moral law says we should. <laughs> and our failure to live up to the demands of the moral law is our responsibility. Uh, we're morally blameworthy and indeed sometimes morally praiseworthy. In a way that makes no sense if you think of people as lacking choice. It seems to me that if you think a, a materialistic worldview is true, μου φαίνεται ότι αν αποδεχτούμε μια ηλιστική, μια φυσιοκρατική αντίληψη περί της πραγματικότητας then there's a very powerful argument for thinking that people can't have any free will τότε φαίνεται πως από αυτή τη θεώρηση αποκτούμε ένα πολύ δυνατό επιχείρημα όσον αφορά το ότι οι άνθρωποι τελικά μέσα από μια ηλιστική θεώρηση δεν μπορούν να έχουν ελεύθερη θέληση the argument would go something like this το επιχείρημα αυτό θα ήταν ουσίς Purely physical systems behave according to the laws of physics. So they lack libertarian free will. But if materialism, if materialism is true, then human beings are purely physical systems. Now, if, if both of those premises are true, then it must be true that human beings lack free will. And since you need free will to be morally responsible, και από τη στιγμή που χρειαζόμαστε την ελεύθερη θέληση ώστε να κάνουμε λόγο για ηθική ευθύνη ή υπευθυνότητα uh, a materialistic worldview would also seem to make humans not responsible for their actions τότε μια ηλιστική φυσιοκρατική αντίληψη αυτόματα οδηγεί στο συμπέρασμα ότι οι άνθρωποι δεν είναι υπεύθυνοι για τις πράξεις τους uh, Richard Dawkins um, pretty much makes this argument πάνω κάτω ο Richard Dawkins μας προσφέρει ένα τέτοιο επιχείρημα And he applies it to the, uh, to the legal system. And he says, look, when a machine malfunctions, we don't get angry at it and try and punish it. Uh, the sensible thing to do when a machine malfunctions is to try and mend it. He says, well, people are basically just biological machines. They can't have free will. They're not really responsible for murder. They're just 
a malfunctioning machine. So we shouldn't really get angry at child murderers, he says. We should simply try and mend them. Of course, he says he finds it very hard to live consistently with that viewpoint. But still, for me, it, it raises this question. If everything about a person is governed by the laws of physics, as Dawkins says, surely blaming people for intellectual failings like the intellectual failing of, of having blind faith would make about as much sense as Newton blaming gravity for giving him an apple-sized bump on the head. How can Christians be blameworthy for not living up to their intellectual responsibilities. How can new atheists criticize religious people mistakenly for having blind faith whilst at the same time telling us they don't think anyone is responsible for anything. The obvious answer to this question is that they can't. When they try and have it both ways, they're contradicting themselves. Indeed, this raises quite a deep philosophical question about human rationality. Lewis discusses this issue in a very famous chapter in his book Miracles. And it's an issue that philosophers today are still debating. One of Lewis's lines of argument in Miracles is this. says, we, we often say things like, I believe this because of that. But Lewis says there's, there's different things that we might mean by the word because there. You might mean because in the sense of a physical cause and effect relationship. Uh, as in, grandfather uh, is ill today because he ate the lobster. Um, it's a seafood oh it doesn't have to be lobster he just uses that example he's eaten some food that's, that's caused him to be ill right okay anyway uh, <laughs> 
Really anything. Something has, has caused him to be ill. But Lewis says there's another meaning of the word because. Which has to do with the relationship between uh, a conclusion and the logical grounds that conclusion is based upon. Υπάρχει ακόμα λοιπόν μια έννοια του εξαιτία που έχει να κάνει με ένα λογικό συμπέρασμα και τη λογική θεμελίωση η οποία οδήγησε αυτό το συμπέρασμα. And see, those are two different meanings of because. Άρα βλέπουμε δύο διαφορετικέ σημασίε τη λέξη επειδή ή εξαιτία. I'm going to drop the uh, grandfather illustrations and move on to the next slide. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis basically says that if the the thing we say at the end of a, a chain of reasoning about the world, uh, is, is going to be considered by us as a rational conclusion. Then the correct answer to the question, why do you believe that conclusion? Must begin with the, the ground, consequent sense or meaning of the word because... Πρέπει, α, πρέπει να αναζητηθεί στην λογική θεμελίωση η οποία κρύβεται πίσω από τη λέξη επειδή ή εξαιτίας. But then he points out that every event in, in the physical world is related in the cause and effect sense of the word because. Στον υλικό όμως κόσμο οτιδήποτε Επίσω από οτιδήποτε κρύβεται μια αλληλουχία του τύπου αίτιο και αποτέλεσμα πριν από το επιβή. But a material, a materialistic worldview says that our thinking is just another part of the material world. Η ληστική προσέγγιση όμως μας λέει ότι η σκέψη μας δεν είναι τίποτα άλλο παρά μέρος του φυσικού κόσμου. So, if materialism were true, αν λοιπόν ο ηλισμός, η φυσιοκρατία ήταν, είναι σωστές αντιλήψεις, the true answer to the question, why do you believe that, η πραγματική, η σωστή απάντηση στην ερώτηση, γιατί πιστεύεις αυτό, must start with the cause and effect sense of because. Η απάντηση θα δοθεί με το επειδή θα βασίζεται πάνω σε μια αλληλουχία τύπου αιτίου και αποτελέσματος. At the expense of the ground consequent sense of because. Παραμερίζοντας εντελώς οποιαδήποτε λογική θεμελίωση η οποία θα οδηγούσε στο επειδή και σε ένα σωστό συμπέρασμα. So a materialist, if they're being consistent, should never try and convince us that they've got rational reasons for being a materialist. Because a materialistic worldview um, excludes the very possibility of rational thought. Here's just a few uh, recent quotations from atheist thinkers of today. The first quotation is from the neo-atheist writer Sam Harris, uh, who says that our, the way that we think about things uh, have not been designed by natural selection to track the truth. 
με τον οποίο σκεφτόμαστε πάνω στα πράγματα δεν είναι αποτέλεσμα σχεδιασμού τη φυσική επιλογή με σκοπό να μπορέσουμε τελικά να δούμε την αλήθεια. If you're going to explain everything about the human mind in terms of a mindless process, αν προσπαθούμε να εξηγήσουμε τα πάντα σχετικά με το ανθρώπινο μυαλό με όλους α λογών διαδικασιών, what confidence can you have in the workings of the human mind? Τι πίση, τι σιγουριά θα μπορούσε να έχεις; And Sam Harris is, is basically admitting there that it doesn't help to appeal to natural selection. Because natural selection isn't interested in what's true. It's only in interested in what works. And as any liar should know, what works and what's true don't necessarily coincide. <laughs> The atheist philosopher of mind Thomas Nagel recently published a very interesting book. The main title of the book is Mind and Cosmos. But for a book written by an atheist, it has a fascinating subtitle. Uh, why the materialist neo-Darwinian concept of the world is almost certainly false. And Thomas Nagel says evolutionary naturalism provides an account of our mental capacities that undermines their reliability. And in doing so, undermines itself. Lewis, thirdly, would point to a self-contradiction in the New Atheist's view of ethics. Despite their, their constant moralizing against the evils of religion, It's obvious that the scientism of the new atheists should lead them to reject the very idea of right and wrong as realities. Remember that scientism tears apart fact and value. So if you have a scientific theory of knowledge, it would be inconsistent of you to point at things religious people do and say it's a fact that that's wrong. Το να ε, δείξουμε του θρησκευόμενου και να πούμε ότι είναι γεγονό, είναι δεδομένο το ότι αυτό που κάνει είναι λάθο. So Richard Dawkins says that the universe we observe contains no evil, no good, nothing but pitiless indifference. Uh, ο Richard Dawkins είναι αυτό ο οποίο μα λέει ότι το σύμπαν το οποίο uh, 
α, παρατηρούμε δεν περιέχει σκοπό, δεν περιέχει κακό, δεν περιέχει καλό, δεν περιέχει τίποτα πέρα από απίθμενη διαφορία. Whatever. Okay. And he says there's a, a distinction between truth claims about facts and yeah. <laughs> and ideas about what we ought to do. He says such such normative or moral ideas are for which the words true and false have no meaning. And yet, he will say things like Hitler and Stalin were by any standards spectacularly evil men. Ο Χίτλερ και ο Στάλιν ήταν από όποια πλευρά για να το δει εξαιρετικά κακοί άνθρωποι. Ο faith, as he's misunderstood it, is an evil. Ή το ότι η πίστη, όπω και αν την έχει κατανοήσει, όπω έχει καταλάβει ο ίδιο, ο ίδιος, είναι, είναι ένα κακό, προκειμένου κάτι κακό. So, is Dawkins contradicting himself? Οπότε, ο Dawkins. Or has he just forgotten to remind us that he doesn't really mean what he seems to mean here? He only means personally, subjectively, I don't like those things. But there's no fact of the matter about whether I ought to like them or dislike them. So either Dawkins' moral criticisms of religion really have no teeth. Αν λοιπόν η κριτική που ασκεί ο Ντόκιν στη φυσικία πραγματικά δεν έχει ε, τόσο μεγάλη ισχύ. Or he is straightforwardly contradicting himself again. Uh, τότε πιθανότατα αυτονερίδα ακόμη μια φορά. Now, interesting, when C.S. Lewis was still an atheist, όταν ο C.S. Lewis ήταν ακόμα άθεος, he thought that evil was a fact about reality. Πίστευε ότι το κακό And he thought that the the problem of evil as an argument against belief in God was a good argument. But of course you, you can only think that if you think there is such a thing as evil. <laughs> Αλλά ο μόνος λόγος να κάνεις μια τέτοια σκέψη είναι το να έχεις αποδεχθεί ότι υπάρχει όντως κάτι το οποίο ονομάζουμε κάτι. He had read his Lucretius, the Roman poet. Ο ίδιος είχε διαβάσει τον Λουκρίτιο, τον Ρωμαίοποιητή. Saying that if God had designed the world, it wouldn't be a world as frail and faulty as we see. Ο οποίος λέει ότι αν ο Θεός είχε διάσει τον κόσμο But then Lewis asked himself this question about value. If this world is all that there is, then I have been given my concept of values by a mindless valueless reality. He says if there's no straight line 
elsewhere, how do we discover that nature's line is, is crooked? Αν δεν υπάρχει κάποια ευθεία γραμμή κάπου, τότε πώς μπορούμε εμείς να ανακαλύψουμε και να βγάλουμε το συμπέρασμα ότι κάποια γραμμή είναι στραβή. In other words, to judge that things in the world are either good or evil. Ε, με άλλα λόγια, ε, το να προβούμε σε κρίση του τύπου τα πράγματα στον κόσμο είναι είτε καλά είτε κακά. There must be some standard by which we judge these things. But such a standard of right and wrong doesn't fit within a materialistic worldview. After all, in our moral experience, we know that right and wrong obligate our behavior. Στην ηθική μα εμπειρία γνωρίζουμε ότι το καλό και το κακό μα υποχρεώνουν να κάνουμε κάτι. Η ηθικό νόμο είναι αυτό ο οποίο έχει προδιαγράψει το πώ θα έπρεπε να συμπεριφερθούμε. Unlike the, the laws of nature that just describe how things happen. Σε αντίθεση με τους νόμους της φύσης οι οποίοι περιγράφουν το πώς τα πράγματα γίνονται. Και δεν μπορούμε να βγάλουμε νόημα για αυτή την κανονιστική πλευρά, για αυτόν τον κανονιστικό χαρακτήρα της της ηθικής πραγματικότητας. If you only talk about material objects, αν το μόνο που κάνουμε είναι να μιλάμε για ηλικά δικαίωμα, or the evolutionary history of your species, για την εξελικτική ιστορία του ίδιους μας, it's only with reference to some sort of personal reality. Είναι μόνο σε αναφορά με κάποια προσωπική πραγματικότητα. Που μπορούμε να βγάλουμε νόημα όσον αφορά τον κανονιστικό χαρακτήρα της ηθικής. Πράγμα το οποίο μεταφράζεται σε κάποιον απέναντι στον οποίο είμαστε υποχρεωμένοι να φερόμαστε με συγκεκριμένο τρόπο. This is beginning to sound quite a lot like God. <laughs> so by thinking seriously about the nature of value, Lewis was led away from his atheism. And towards belief in a transcendent personal holy good god και τον οδήγησε σε πίστη σε έναν υπερβατικό προσωπικό αγαθό πανάγαθο θεό and lewis describes himself kneeling down by his bed in his office uh, in oxford university ο ίδιος περιγράφει το πως στο γραφείο του στο πανεπιστήμιο του φόρδης το πως εργονάτισε and admitting that god was god He says, I was perhaps the most dejected convert in all of England. The most uh, sort of downhearted convert. He's saying, I didn't really want there to be a God. <laughs> But he came to see God's existence as, a, as an awkward reality that he had to own up to. But at that stage, Lewis hadn't become a Christian yet. And it, it took him quite a while to think about was the Christian claim that God has revealed himself in Jesus true or not? 
του πήρε λίγο καιρό ακόμα μέχρι να, ε, να καταλήξει στο αν οι ε, ισχυρισμοί του χριστιανισμού περί της αποκάλυψης του Θεού στον Ιησού Χριστό ήταν ε, αληθείς ή όχι. And he found in the writings of the, the Catholic journalist G.K. Chesterton και στα γραπτά του του καθολικού δημοσιογράφου και απολογητή G.K. Chesterton βρήκε το εξής. An argument about who Jesus was that he that Lewis very famously re-expressed in his book Mere Christianity. Βρήκε λοιπόν στα γραπτά του Chesterton ένα ένα πρόσφατο επάνω στο οποίο πάνω στο ποιος ήταν ο Χριστός το οποίο και ο ίδιος αναπαράγει στο βιβλίο του Χριστιανισμού απλώς. Replying to some people who would say, yes, of course there was a Jesus, but he wasn't God. He was just a good moral teacher. Και αυτό το προσφέρει σαν απάντηση σε ορισμένους οι οποίοι ισχυρίζονται ότι ο Χριστός δεν ήταν Θεός, ήταν ένας απλά σπουδαίος, πολύ σπουδαίος ειδικός διδάσκαλος. And Lewis basically says that's the one thing that Jesus could not have been. Αυτό που μας λέει ο Λίγος είναι ότι αυτό είναι το μοναδικό πράγμα το οποίο δεν θα μπορούσε να είναι Χριστός. Says a man who was merely a man. Ένας άνθρωπος που ήταν απλά και μόνο άνθρωπος. And said the the sort of things that Jesus said about himself. Και είπε όσα ο ίδιος ο Ιησούς είπε για τον εαυτό του. Would not be a great moral teacher. Ένας τέτοιος άνθρωπος δεν θα ήταν σε καμία περίπτωση ένας σπουδαίος ιστορικός διδάσκαλος. He'd either be a lunatic or the very devil of hell by which he means a liar indeed in that culture a blasphemer some kind of con artist he says you can shut him up for a fool or call him Lord and God but let's not come with this patronizing nonsense about oh he was just a good moral teacher and see I've put a little diagram up on the chart here given that Jesus made claims about himself that put him on a par with God. Those claims must be either true or false. Now, of course, if they're true, then Jesus is who Christians think he is. And Lewis says, if they're false, there are a couple of possible explanations. Either Jesus sincerely believed those false false claims about himself. Which is a really big gap between what he is and what he thinks he is. Perhaps even bigger than the gap between a human being who says I'm a poached egg. <laughs> On the other hand, maybe Jesus falsely claimed to be God and he didn't believe it. In which case he's a blaspheming liar. The, the, the paradox comes from looking at these three possible explanations of Jesus. The paradox of the 
εξέταση αυτών των τριών εναλλακτικών όσον αφορά το ποιος ήταν ο Χριστός. In light of everything else we think we know about his character. Σε σχέση με όλα όσα νομίζουμε ότι γνωρίζουμε για αυτόν τον χαρακτήρα. Richard Dawkins responds to this argument from Lewis. And he says it's a really bad argument because there's another possibility that Lewis has forgotten to mention. He says a fourth possibility is that Jesus was honestly mistaken. Plenty of people are. Μια ακόμα επιλογή είναι το ότι ο Χριστός έκανε πραγματικά λάθος όσον αφορά το ποιος ήταν όπως και πάρα πολλοί άλλοι άνθρωποι. So he's saying, yeah, let's, let's grant, at least for the sake of argument, that Jesus claimed to be God. Αυτό μας λέει ότι, για χάρη μου στην θεματολογία, συνεχθούμε ότι πράγματι ο Χριστός είπε ότι ήταν Θεός. And let's say those claims are false. And let's say that he sincerely believed those claims. That doesn't mean that he's adrift from reality. Just means he's made an honest mistake. You know, sometimes I think I've left my keys in my coat pocket. And actually, I find them on my desk. I was just honestly mistaken about where my keys were. Dawkins is saying sometimes first century Palestinian Jews can go about thinking, I'm God. Εκείνη την εποχή λέει ο, ο Dawkins, πάρα πολύ ήταν εκείνοι που νόμιζαν ότι είμαι ο Θεός. I'm the Lord of the, uh, Lord of the Sabbath. Είμαι ο Κύριος του Σαββάτου. Uh, I'm in charge of all the angels. Ε, εγώ uh, διατάσω τους αγγέλους. Um, I can forgive your sins. Εγώ μπορώ να uh, συγχωρήσω τις uh, αμαρτίες σας. At the end of days, I will be sitting on God's throne of judgment. But he's not mad. He's just honestly mistaken about that. Well, as the philosopher Stephen T. Davis says, it's not easy to see how any sane religious first century Jew could sincerely but mistakenly hold the belief I am divine. Nicky Gumbel says that the irony of Dawkins' book, The God Delusion. Is Dawkins says all Christians are deluded because they believe that there's a God. But maybe Jesus wasn't deluded, even though he thought he was God. It really, to me, seems like the least plausible understanding of Jesus. But why does Dawkins advance this very implausible understanding of who Jesus was. Well, note that Dawkins doesn't think Jesus was mad. He says, in a recent interview, he said, there's no evidence that Jesus himself was barking mad. Dawkins 
doesn't think that Jesus was a deceiving, blaspheming liar. Ο Τόκινς δεν πιστεύει ότι στην πραγματικότητα ο Χριστός ήταν ένας ψεύτης που εξαπατούσε κόσμο. Dawkins thinks that Jesus was a good moral teacher. <laughs> Which of course is exactly the view that Lewis was arguing against. Now, I don't think this is a knockdown argument for Christianity. There's, for example, obviously a whole discussion about the, the history in the Bible that you'd want to have. To see whether or not Jesus really did claim to be divine. To see what historical picture we can put together of Jesus. Και να δούμε ποια είναι η ιστορική εικόνα την οποία μπορούμε να σχηματίσουμε για την προσωπικότητα του Ιησού. But to the extent that the alternative explanations don't seem to square with the rest of our data. Από τη στιγμή όμως που οι αναλλακτικές αυτές αντιλήψεις περί του προσώπου του Χριστού δεν συνάβουν, δεν συμφωνούν με τα δεδομένα που έχουμε στα χέρια μας. To that extent, at least, this argument is a signpost pointing towards the Christian understanding of Jesus. And in combination with various other arguments uh, that one can make about who Jesus was, Uh, you might well come to think, as I do, that there is a good case for the Christian understanding of Jesus. As C.S. Lewis himself, of course, did. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen.